G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, it's my privilege to welcome onto the airwaves this morning, Dan Flynn, the Chief Political Officer for the Australian Christian Lobby. How are you, mate? Really well, thanks, Matt. Great to talk. Give us a quick uh, weather report in Canberra. How's it going today? Uh, beautiful, yeah, clear skies, uh, 17, uh, zero degrees this morning as I was riding around the lake. So that's Canberra for you, very cold and then beautiful days. And, mate, the uh, the bubble's opened up with Queensland now. Are you going to come visit us sometime? Uh, look, um, yeah, anything's possible. Uh, <laughs> it's very exciting to see these borders come down. Yep, tear down that wall, absolutely. Amen, amen. Well, it's so good to hear from you again, Dan. And uh, big news in the U.S. in the last week with the uh, announcement of uh, the new Supreme Court. Uh, there's a, a conservative named Amy Coney Barrett, uh, who's been nominated by President Trump. What are your thoughts on her? Oh, look, Amy will be terrific. Um, you know, obviously, Matt, we wouldn't ordinarily spend time on US politics, but it's um, this is critical, really, for the Western world uh, because, um, you know, we'll have a probably uh, expecting she'll be confirmed. Uh, there'll be a 6-3 conservative majority. Um, and if Roe versus Wade, uh, the uh, decision that basically facilitates abortion in the US, in an open, slow way, if that is repealed, there will be many states that will not allow abortion uh, to birth, and that will set a set a great precedent uh, worldwide and definitely have its impact on Australia. So, look, it would appear that uh, she's a good choice, Matt. She's a Catholic. She is, um, um, you know, a very devout uh, Catholic. She's a young mum. She's 48. She has seven children, two of whom are adopted. Uh, she believes that... Uh, starts at conception and um, uh, her record on the um, Chicago-based Seventh Court of Appeal would uh, give us all the uh, confidence that she's a very sound jurist. So uh, this certainly augurs well and I expect it will be done in record time. Well, it certainly is fascinating to to see uh, her nomination across the weekend and I've uh, read lots of Positive reports and lots of negative reports from different sides of politics about her, of course. Uh, and well, well, Matt, you know, she got attacked pretty pretty seriously last time that, you know, when she was uh, sort of nominated for the Court of Appeal. Uh, there was one Senator, Diane Feinstein, that made a very famous uh, quote, uh, which became a, uh, a t-shirt, in fact. Uh, she criticised uh, Amy Corey, Coney Barrett for a fate and said that the dogma lives loudly within you. And that's a concern. Mm. Um, and that phrase, then, the dogma lives loudly within you, uh, is now on sort of conservative T-shirts across the country in America. So, you know, uh, people don't uh, tolerate such harsh, harsh criticism uh, for people's faith. And, mate, I'll just uh, pick your brain about the US elections. I'm, I've been uh, watching keenly uh, to see uh, how the campaign's going, and uh, you never know whether you can trust the polls these days after the last few years we've had. Um, what's your take on uh, Biden or Trump? Any uh, any inside uh, scoop for us there? Oh, look, 
the it, it's kind of worrying to look at the energy levels of the two candidates. Um, you know, the the energy of Donald Trump and then the the energy level of Joe Biden um, in terms of leadership. Um, you wonder, but um, you know, people who are supporting Trump, the polls are saying, well, the main reason is because of performance, because you know he's done such a great job. The main reason people cite as supporting Joe Biden is because he is not Donald Trump. So, um, you know, it's, it's really all about Donald Trump. Joe Biden uh, it has has not displayed a lot of energy, uh, you know, on the campaign trail or garnered much enthusiasm for his policies. It's just about, you know, whether you do or you don't like Donald Trump, it would seem to me. And if it's close, it'll end up in the courts. Uh, and that's going to be uh, a long, drawn-out process. Uh, and uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, this process uh, will be completed to get a ninth judge on that court. There's currently eight uh, for for the uh, government not to fill that um, ninth spot would be you know, almost negligent, given that the election result itself may end up in the courts. Mm, certainly one to be praying for for the U.S., now let's uh, have a look at some other news closer to home. The ACT election is next month and Christian and Catholic schools are campaigning against the Labor government about uh, uh, Christian schools are blasting Labor over the gay conversion ban and Catholic schools are calling for more funding. Tell us the latest on that. The ACT election is pretty critical here. The Liberal Party uh, have take, took a strong stand, Matt, against these uh, so-called uh, conversion bans, uh, basically trying to silence anybody speaking up against, you know, uh, you know, a parent uh, trying to uh, maintain their child's, um, you know, um, uh, biological sex if the child was gender confused. And so the the ACT government, which is very beholden to LGBTI interests, uh, wishes to ban any resistance to. Um, um, you know, children transitioning um, or or statements of traditional views of marriage. So to their credit, uh, the Liberal Party have, uh, they voted against that legislation and they have stated that they will um, seek to amend the legislation if elected to protect parents, churches uh, and teachers. So that's, that's good. That's what's at stake here. It's great to see the Christian schools uh, active in that space. Uh, this will be a close election, uh, which will be up on the 17th of October. And pre-polling, which will be enormous, has actually started today. Wow, exciting time to the ACT. And uh, looking over in the UK, uh, Tories Equalities Minister Liz Truss has indicated they'll ban trans therapies for children under 18. Uh, what's the latest there? Well, th- this is kind of a counterpoint you know, to what's going on in the ACT. So here's a sensible Equalities Ministers say, if you see uh, boys playing with dolls or girls playing with trucks, don't intervene and suggest that that child should change gender. And any any outside group that's providing, you know, uh, some sort of um, uh, forums or workshops for the schools who have that sort of gender fluidity, um, uh, one of them is called mermaids. Uh, get rid of them. Don't use mermaid material. Um, these kids should not be pushed on that pathway. So it's an entirely sensible approach we're seeing from the UK, uh, frankly, contrary to what we've seen in the ACT in the last few weeks. 
And in Queensland, uh, it's been interesting to see that Queensland police are now making it easier for trans people to change their name and hide from their dead name, in inverted commas. Uh, commas. Uh, what's that one all about? This will be about some um, you know, LGBTI influence in the senior ranks in the police force uh, that are flag-waving on this uh, for... Um, we all know in the detection of crime, and I have been a criminal barrister for many years, that you need to know exactly who you're dealing with, what their biological sex is, what uh, their name and all their previous names have been. So this is um, uh, merely some sort of virtue signalling um, to, um, I suppose, you know, garner support from a particular community. Um, but let's hope common sense prevails and the police know exactly who they're dealing with and what their biological sex is. And while we're on the topic of Queensland, mate, what are your thoughts on the uh, October 31 election in Queensland? Uh, the, the polls are kind of neck and neck from my understanding. What, what, what's your take on that? Uh, a couple of great things that are in play here, Matt. Obviously, um, we know that uh, Deb Frecklington and the LNP have said, if elected, uh, they will uh, review the laws relating to abortion that were passed recently. They'll review them in relation to the time limits that an abortion happens. They'll review in relation to whether a woman's being coerced. Um, uh, these sorts of things are really important. So in some ways, Matt, the, the Queensland election has a lot of the elements of the Supreme Court nomination in the US. Uh, it's pivotal, and people really need to consider that as they vote. We'll certainly highlight these issues. Uh, we don't support any particular party, but we certainly support pro-life policies and we're seeing them being uh, raised here in a, in a very sensible way by the LNP. So it will get down to the wire, it will get down to a few seats and uh, we'll be um, particularly focusing uh, in uh, uh, Cliff, Redlands, Mansfield, Springwood. They're some of the seats that we think are particularly important in this election. Actually, just heard earlier this morning that uh, the ALP are very nervous about Townsville. Apparently, there's a lot of right. people in Townsville that are, are not happy with the ALP because of all the restrictions. You know, they, they have the same restrictions as Ipswich, for example, when there was a little outbreak in Ipswich for COVID. But Townsville, there was no cases, yet they had the same restrictions. And uh, they're saying that even uh, One Nation might uh, take a whole bunch of ALP votes. Uh, we, we really need to be uh, keeping an eye on One Nation in this election too, don't we? Absolutely, and they have good, strong pro-life policies. I, I really should say and give them credit for that. Uh, they've been, you know, quite clear uh, on the issue of abortion, and, and voters ought to take that into consideration. Mm. Well, I am. Uh, I'm good friends with Tim Mander, the uh, the deputy for the LNP in Queensland. He's my local member, and he used to be the yeah. CEO of Scripture Union, a, a great man of God with a great uh, faith and great man of prayer. And uh, I know that he has, for years, felt you know God calling him to that role. And uh, I certainly believe uh, he and Deb Frecklington are, um, you know, have got some good, uh, you know, conservative biblical uh, policies that we, we need to be praying for them. Uh, and you know, on all sides of politics, uh, this year's yes. been a been a rough year. Uh, and you know, I really believe across the weekend there was a national solemn assembly uh, where oh, people were praying for our leaders. Um, I yes. really believe we're going to see many new leaders raised up with with a with a godly conviction. What, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, and uh, I, was, I was pleased to hear you participated in that. Um, I was also fortunate to participate Saturday night, and uh, you know, in our particular uh, hour uh, in uh, South Southeast Asia, uh, we prayed for the Prime Minister at length. Uh, we prayed for Martin Isles, our 
managing director here and for many of the issues that we're discussing. So um, prayer is the key, and uh, uh, this this movement, uh, both in the U.S. and across the world, is, is really exciting, and uh, it's running 24-7, I think, until the end of today, U.S. time. So very encouraging. Mm, absolutely, mate. Now let's uh, wrap up with one more story that the Christian lobby has been very outspoken Go about. The, uh, the classification board has turned a blind eye to the pedophile f- uh, grooming film Cuties on Netflix. Yes. Uh, I'm really impressed with the Christian Lobby being so outspoken about this. It, it's, a, you know, it's a disgusting program. Uh, yes. what, what's the latest on that? This film sexualises uh, 11-year-old girls uh, for the entertainment of adults. The film uh, is classified MA15+, so even though it involves 11-year-old actresses, it cannot be watched by them or their peers. Uh, it's it's that disgusting. Uh, it has um, accentuates um, uh, you know uh, the, the the sexualized dancing and uh, other movements which I cannot uh, express on the air, uh, but I will express to the Minister for Communications, Paul Fletcher. Um, I've sort of meeting with Paul, um, and uh, that will proceed uh, hopefully this week or next week uh, because. Uh, it's not enough to say the classification board has approved this. The minister would have an overriding um, uh, capacity to intervene if the minister wished to. And um, we cannot have a new normal where um, material that encourages uh, the sexualisation of 11-year-olds uh, is mainstream. And the fact that it's on uh, Netflix uh, is no excuse. But if this film had turned up on the dark web, um, every police organisation in town would be shutting it down and uh, taking off the um, producers in handcuffs. Uh, but because uh, somehow it's got out on Netflix, um, uh, people drop their guard. But we really shouldn't. We must protect these girls. Uh, and um, we know there's a lot of bad stuff, you know, in films, uh, on the internet, uh, on Netflix. But the massive point of difference here is these are 11-year-old girls. Uh, and uh, we cannot sit idly by. And we'll be, you know, inviting our supporters to communicate their concerns directly to uh, the Minister. Uh, Paul Fletcher will we'll provide something on our website uh, in the next few days for them to uh, write and express their concerns. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, Dan. And if people want to find out more, the website is acl.org.au. They can search up the uh, Australian Christian Lobby uh, on uh, Facebook as well. And, uh, you know, Martin Niles really has been uh, going viral recently with some of his videos. He, he does the, the truth of it. Is, his, uh, is it a weekly video that he does? Uh, a weekly, as much as he's able to. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, uh, but look, it is very popular and is really seen uh, around the world and it's, it's followed closely by, um, you know, obviously many politicians uh, in Australia and many church leaders. Um, um, and Mark Niles is um, uh, speaking, you know, very clearly. And I think it's the clarity uh, people love. He can take complex problems and, and make them simple, make them straightforward. And his sense of judgment's very, very good. And his, uh, his Christian character is worth emulating. So uh, it, it's, it's my privilege to work as part of a team with Martin. And uh, the truth of it is um, uh, going very well. Uh, I do encourage people to access that on YouTube um, and, uh, yeah, they'll be greatly enriched by it. And, Dean, i just got to tell you, I was chatting to a young girl at my church yesterday who's a uh, 
massive political fan and she loves the Christian yeah. lobby and and I told her that I'd had the privilege of interviewing Martin Niles a few times and she swooned. Yes. She's, you know, right. I, I think that's the other good thing about Martin. He's attracting the younger generation <laughs> to, uh, to be more passionate is. about politics. <laughs> absolutely, you're absolutely right, Matt. Absolutely right. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, good on you, mate. Once again, acl.org.au or search up the Australian Christian Lobby on Facebook. God bless you, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 